Welcome back to another episode of Midnight Mass Preacher Cast. I'm your co-host, Mark, and this is... Bobby Blade. All right, and what are we or, talking about tonight, Bobby? Uh, we are talking about the kindred. And Ooh. it's amazing that I don't remember much of this movie, because I know that I saw it, but mm-hmm. when I watched it again, I actually watched half of it last night and half of it today. And when I watched it, it was like I had never seen it, so... Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It doesn't have a big body count at all, but the effects like more than make up for that, I think. Oh, the effects, the yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So should we do the basic story of it just kind of to get into it? Yeah. Burn the journals. The Anthony journals. Burn them. A series of unspeakable disasters. <laughs> all linked to a mysterious experiment. Did she have any other children? She mentioned someone named Anthony. Dangerously close to home. It wasn't a rabid dog. It's absolutely amazing. Just amazing. It's a him, it's a him, it was born in the house. A creation that destroys in order to evolve. It's part of your heart, part of your mind, part of your soul. He's part of your imagination, you understand? Academy Award winners Rod Steiger and Kim Hunter star in The Kindred, exclusively from Vestron Video. That's your brother, do you understand that? It was a mistake. I mean, right at the beginning from scene one, where yeah. the, the douchebag in the, what was it, a Porsche maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep, here we are with another 80s trope, douchebag in a Porsche. Exactly, right. There's so <laughs> many things in the movie about cars, like uh, just bad, like scenes of bad driving, like again and again, it doesn't make me want to get in a car for a long time. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had like the... Uh, Kind of like the Adams family butler guy, you know, breaking into the breaking into that. Uh, sorry, the emergency services vehicle. I, I forgot the name for ambulance. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> the ambulance. Yeah. Well, but who I mean, like, what are the chances of someone dragging a trailer across the like highway at night? But there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the stars had to be aligned correctly for all of that stuff to go down. Exactly. And I love the guy like right before he hit it, he's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say to the elderly couple in the vehicle? Was it um, was it like pull up, pull it over or park it or something like that? I'm it like, was something stupid. And I yeah, was like, really dumb. Why yeah. would he say that? And then <laughs> the next thing you know, is, ah! and then the car explodes. And so explodes. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's back when cars exploded. Like if you looked at them wrong, they blow up. Yeah. Like yeah. A, how I used to hear about Volvos in the eighties. Like if you tap them like the bumper in the right, right. way, it'll, it'll blow it's up. The right you know? way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily they got rid of that feature and all the cars are just gone now. So let's blow <laughs> me with that button. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And it was like, that's a, I don't understand why they had that in the movie. Like what were they using that guy's body for? I um, think it was going back to creepy, um, creepy Rod Steiger. The uh, mad scientist, I think he was doing something with the bodies, I believe. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I was what trying I to figure out. Yeah. Because the um, the uh, ambulance driver that, well, I'm, I, wait, I, we got to back up here. I assume we're always going to do spoilers here, I believe. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So the, the, um, the one ambulance driver who was kind of like in on the scheme that got the bejesus beat out of him by the, by the uh, lurch guy you were t- talking about, mm-hmm. um, who was, who was, I guess was, providing bodies for the, the, the weird, I, I, the weird experiments, I guess he was doing. Cause I never really kind of delved into that so much, but yeah. So we've got Rod Steiger. Um, what was it? Dr. Lloyd, I think it was um, just doing these like weird experiments on people making these mutant things in the basement of the hospital, which I'm like, <laughs> well, number one, does no one in the hospital know about this lower level? Like it's never checked out. Right. And then the lighting down there. Did you notice it was like strobe lights? I'm like, how the hell could you do anything down there? Because it's like a discotheque. <laughs> like a, a, it's like a discotheque for mutants down there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and I also like, 
so there was two times, and I'm jumping like way ahead here on one of them, but there's two times when people like that really don't have the power to be like standing up against this mad scientist or like putting themselves in these positions where they like have the one up on him. And I'm like, you don't have the one up on this guy. He's crazy. And you're just like a stupid ambulance driver. You don't have anything on this man. And he's like backing you into a corner here. And he like shoves you in this cage with mutants. And then the other time is when the, the, the guy's mom, the scientist lady, she's like on her deathbed threatening him. And I'm like, no, he's healthy. And you're like, just came out of a coma and you're in a bed. You don't have power over the man. He's just going to kill you, which he does. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you people thinking? That's exactly what I thought too. Like, why are you, um, just because you think like he's older, an older man and, and you're like young and spry, like you might be able to whoop his ass, but yeah, no, yeah, he's uh he knows the layout of that hospital or lab, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he could have a trap door that would suck you down into the basement or something. I don't know. I think it um, was the power of the bad toupee. It like fooled them. <laughs> And it caused them to like underestimate his, his his power and authority. They're like, well, if you're stupid enough to wear that toupee and think it's fooling anybody, then you're an idiot. Oh, jeez. Like, work to his advantage. Yeah, apparently. And then I was like, you know, the, this lady on her deathbed is threatening to destroy her research. And the doctor's like, no, you will not. And I'm like, yeah, what is she going to do? Like cough on him or something? It's just it that really <laughs> didn't make much sense right there. Right, right. <laughs> Right <laughs> now, but now, okay, so and we're, I guess I'm jumping all over the place here, but like what made her so much better than him? Because in my mind, what she ended up doing was just as equally evil as what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, what were they trying to, were they trying to like research something for Alzheimer's or, uh, yeah, or some I, weird thing? Or I guess for anyone who happened to come in contact with, what was it? Hemocyanin? Hemocyanine? Hemocyanine? Yeah. Which luckily Walt watched it with me. My, and he's like, no, that's a real thing. It's, it's um, I guess mollusks use it for like uh, hemoglobin to help them carry the oxygen through their blood or something. I, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was just made up for the movie. I Honestly, so I was. I did. I'm like, this is made up, right? And Walt's like, yeah. And he looked up. He's like, no, this is real. I'm like, oh, God. OK, so I actually like <laughs> looked into this. <laughs> well, at least the filmmaker did their research and they, they were like, we're going to yeah. we're going to do some science in this bitch here. Right. They're not permeating lies throughout the, the world. Right. Yeah. It's all founded in science. <laughs> so anyway. So, <laughs> so OK, so we're, we're up to the deathbed now. So the lady's on the deathbed and she gets her son, John. Um, who, oh, by, I got to tell you this. So this guy, this actor, David Allen Brooks, this, this goes back to our last conversation. He was actually in Jack Frost too. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was in, uh, the revenge of the mutant killer snowman with the little snowball. But anyway, he, uh, <laughs> so he's hearing about this. She keeps telling him it's his brother, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's never like, I'm like, so their relationship is weird to me. So he's like, never, like, has he never been to his house, like, since he, like, left as a teen or something? I, the whole thing was weird to me. So, like, you don't know about this brother. You apparently don't know about your mom's, like, weird-ass experiments going on in the house. The whole thing was weird, I thought. Um, yeah. Just a relationship. Yeah. It, it was almost as though they were estranged from one another. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It was very, very odd. And I'm like, how long has she been in a coma? Like, a week, a day, like five years, 20 years. Mm -hmm. I, the whole thing was very odd. Um, but I have decided because my son's middle name is Anthony and he's kind of gullible. And I think that I'm going to convince him that I've got his middle name from this movie. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to convince him that he was named after Anthony from this movie. Uh, I want to hear how that story goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to play that out. So we'll, I'll let you know. But anyway, yeah, so he. So she's telling him he's got this brother named Anthony, like, but he must be destroyed. Which I'm just like, okay. So I've never met, I've never met my brother, but now you're wanting me to go back and like destroy all these things at this house that apparently I've never been to since I was like a teenager. Um, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was really weird. I love movies, how they just don't question that. And they're like, okay. 
<laughs> I know that. See, that's what, in the beginning, it was a little hard to follow because there was so much that wasn't explained and I was waiting for it to be explained, but it's still there. It never came to a conclusion for me. And so I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to discard all that information really because it's not important. You know, they didn't position it as something that would be important until it got like near the middle of the movie. And, you know, then things started happening and I was like, aha, here we go. Yeah. Well, that's all on you, Rob, because it sounds like you're just a needy audience member. Yeah. I, I need the information. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> so um, and then we get, uh, oh, now, okay. So I got to say this real quick. I always recast things. So in my mind, this actor, I think they really wanted um, William Cat, but they couldn't afford him. <laughs> so anyway, so in my mind, it's William Cat, but I'm moving on. So now he's got a he, he's he's got a love interest. He's not married, but he's got a love interest, um, and her name's Sharon. Um. So now this actress, I don't know. Are you familiar with her at all? Mm-mm. Not one her bit. Talia balsam and she was in a movie one of my favorite klaus kinski movies because it's just so freaking weird it's called crawl space have you ever seen this one i've heard of it i don't think i've seen it oh my god it's so weird rob it's he okay so okay it's klaus kinski so right there he's a landlord you would not rent a house from him so all these women rents this rent rents these apartments in this house from him and he like has this crawl space it's like ginormous it's like bigger than the, the apartments and he crawls around and like basically peeks in on him. But he's also like a Nazi uh, or his father or something was like a Nazi. So he has all these weird experiments he wants to perform. And stuff. it's just so weird. It's the weirdest movie ever. But that's a side note. And you need to check that one out if you haven't seen it. That reminds me about uh, what was it? The Bone Collector where the, the guy had the building and all the secret passageways in the building. And he was kind of a serial killer. Yes, and there's another one which I love. Okay. Um, it's called the Toolbox Killer or the Toolbox Murders. Oh yeah, the sure. Toolbox Murders. Yeah, but but not the Cameron Mitchell one. There's another one with Sherry Moon Zombie in it, really quick. Um, it's like that, and it's it's really creepy. It's really good, and no one ever talks about it. It's like just kind of flew underneath the radar. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I'm way off. Okay, so that's so we got Sharon now and John, and they're a couple and. They're going to go up and clean out the apartment or not the apartment, the um, clean out the his his home that he hasn't been in forever. His childhood home. Right. The home that he yeah. barely recognizes even. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. I, well, no, so, OK, there's also the funeral. We got to talk about the funeral. Because mom's dead now, right? Oh, yeah. She she passed on because of the evil doctor. Yeah, because the evil doctor. So I love this. Oh, I love this. So at the funeral. A beautiful woman with a foreign accent shows up. Of course. Yeah, that you've never met before, but she offers to help come clean the house with you because she's a fan of your mom. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and I was like, suspicious. My radar yeah, was no, ding, not ding, at ding. all. Not at all. And then the fact that her name sounds a lot like Melissa Etheridge had me worried. Because <laughs> I'm like, is she going to bring along Juliette Lewis too? And then like, is it going to get weird? I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, she she's she's there to help, which I'm like, red flag, red flag. But he seemed OK with that. But <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird. And not only uh, that, she just kind of shows up out of the blue. It's like, God damn it. Wear a bell or something. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I, yeah. I guess in your time of mourning, you don't question when someone gorgeous shows up and offers to help you out. Yeah. Right. You just take all the help you can get, um, which I'm like, how would you even know I was doing? Uh, there were so many things, but yeah, I'm like, I'd be like, well, bitch, how'd you know I was going to clean out the house? Yeah. And yeah. how, like if you were in Oxford or wherever the hell you were, right? Uh, yeah. you know, how did you even know that my mother had actually died or this and that? There's just so many unanswered questions. Right. But he was good with it because she was cute. It makes you wonder if she was like not a pretty woman. If she had showed up, how different it would have played out. Like, you're a stalker. Get out of here. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> or you don't have an accent, so you must be up to something. Yeah. Right. Um, now, uh, what's your, uh, what is her name? 
Hey, oh, so uh, Kelly LeBrock, do you know Kelly LeBrock from like Weird Science? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's Kelly LeBrock. So now we've got William Cat and Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, the, the budget uh, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this actress actually, um, I think her name's Amanda Pays, but she was in Leviathan. Did you ever see that one with Peter Weller? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I love Leviathan. That one in, what was it, Deep? Deep Star Six. I love that one too. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, but that, yeah, I guess so she's got an affinity for creatures. Uh, yeah. Did so she now, have an accent in those movies? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Well, she was only in Leviathan, but I don't, I think, I wonder if she did. I wonder if she's like a, if that's a legit act. I bet you it's a legit accent. I bet you. I think it is. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to give that to her. Okay. Yeah. I won't take that from her. Do you think it is? At first it sounded a little bit fake, but the more I heard it, the more convinced I became that it was real. Okay. Well, if I talk to her, I will tell her that you, uh, or calling her out her accent is fake. It yes, let, let her know that. I will tell her that. All right, so <laughs> so then, so we, uh, oh, and then they're also joined by like other co-workers, I guess, of his to clean out the house. Yeah, who don't seem all, the, all that science-y to begin with. No, especially the one girl who, <laughs> who looks like Carol Kane from uh, like <laughs> taxi and like when a stranger calls who really wants the watermelon real bad. In the yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, her, and then there's the, the, just like the cute guy who seems like he's just there to be cute heart. Yeah. Um, who was in which board too, which is amazing. If you've not seen that one, you need that in your life. No, I haven't seen that one. I saw the oh, first God. one. Yeah. Well then you're, you're incomplete, Rob. I thought you were completed. I am not complete. Yeah, make make that happen. But uh, so we've got him, and then um, there's Cindy, uh, who I don't. Again, yeah, none of these people really look like the scientific type. Not to like put people in a pigeonhole, but like they just don't. Um, but yeah, so we got Cindy, um, and then the other guy. Other guy, yeah, douchebag, uh, douchebag yeah. number two. Yeah, who actually I thought you'd appreciate this was in Greece too. Okay, yeah, movie I've never seen. <laughs> so. And he was also in The Hills Have Eyes too. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's apparently um, like a sequel king. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so so they all joined him up there in the in the uh, house, and um, so okay, so now one thing was- about that. I just want to bring to light is that watermelon was yeah, a watermelon. giant, a giant foreshadowing. Yeah. I was like, there's something going on with that watermelon. Keep an eye on it because that's going to be important. Well, <laughs> and, and sure enough, it was. Yeah, and, and she was leaving. Yeah. Stress that. Now she's not staying. She's going to be leaving soon. She's good. She's going to go. Yeah. Now don't count on her help because she's going to be leaving. Mm-hmm. She should be leaving any minute now. She's going to go. So we're like, okay, so, they're clearly setting this up that she's going to be gone, but they're not going to question it when she's not around anymore. Right. Yeah. So she's, so she's got the watermelon. Uh, do you want to, do you want to take the watermelon scene? Uh, as far. Yeah. Okay. So the, first of all, the, the finger that turned out to be not a finger, not a finger, not no. a finger. It's a tentacle. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a finger cause it had a little claw at the end. So I was like, okay, there's a creature living under the floorboards. And it's trying to poke itself through. And then like when it ate the dog, I was like, oh shit, that's actually tentacles. Right. Um, yeah. So poor some, <laughs> yeah, poor puppy. Uh, so somehow the creature, you saw the, the, not the not finger <laughs> right. go, go near the watermelon. I was like, that's the foreshadowing right there. The watermelon, there's going to be something important about that. So, um, it somehow got inside the watermelon without boring a hole into it or anything. Or it also did make the watermelon incredibly heavy somehow. Right. So when, like the cute guy picked it up. He didn't, he wasn't like, holy crap, this is a really heavy watermelon. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then so a uh, lady takes off in her car with watermelon and, um, oh, wow, this is great. Okay. So you know how we were talking last week about um, Evil Dead and like the the forest coming alive and like, uh you know, sexually assaulting that woman. Well, I thought the yeah. tentacles were definitely going somewhere they weren't supposed to go, but it didn't oh. turn out to be that. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. So at first I thought, cause you know, it showed underneath and then the, she was wearing a dress. I was like, oh shit, they're going to do this again. But they didn't do that. So it wrapped around her foot, wrapped around her neck and try, got into her skin. And I was like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> yeah. The effects were incredible. Like when yeah. it went up her nostril and stuff, I was like, oh my God, that looks so painful. It, does, it looked real too. It did not look oh, fake. Oh yeah. It, they didn't. This, this movie has got the effects down pat. Like, oh hell yeah. It's not shoddy. It's a really strong practical effects creature movie. It like, is. And I was down, surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Walt was a little curious how that giant thing fit in the little watermelon, but I thought it just grew as it, as it got angry or something. I wasn't, that didn't concern me. I was okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was an amazing effect. Like I, I love that. I also like that it didn't, um, cause some of these creature movies, you like see the creature like the last 10 minutes, these guys, um, uh, they don't really hold back. I mean, they hold back to an extent, but they give you enough and enough and enough as it goes. I think, I think yeah. they did a really good job with that. They don't leave you hungry for more. They're, they like give you what you want, but they don't give you too much of it. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I, I really like that. So she's out of the picture, but that's okay. Cause they didn't know she was, you know, she wasn't supposed to be there. So we got everybody else at the house. And then, um, the, uh, the Kelly LeBrock, Melissa Etheridge lady. She's getting a little kind of close to the to the John character. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's yeah. I like the I like this <laughs> when she shows up and they're sleeping and she just stands there and watches them. Is this the part okay? That's not the part where you're talking about where she tells him beforehand that she's going to sneak into bed with him. No, well, I love that part too. No, oh, this okay. is like when she first gets there. And they're asleep in bed and she just comes to the house, opens the house up, stands there, watches him sleep, and then just goes down and starts working. And he's like, when did you get here? And she's like, I got here. Well, in her accent, oh, I got here. Well, I can't do accents. <laughs> he's like, I got here last night and I just went ahead and started working. I'm like, yeah, after you watched them sleep for a while, you did. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? when I was watching the stream that I was watching, it didn't show that part. It just showed, it cut directly to where he comes downstairs and she's working and he's like, Oh, how did you get here? And she's like, I, I came in last night. And I was oh, like, yeah, they no, didn't yeah. even show her coming in. So, oh, yeah. yeah, no, she just stood there for a while and watched him. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, anyway, okay. yeah. So, yeah, she has a penchant for watching them sleep, I guess. I do love that scene, though, because it's like, you know, they're playing with you thinking she's going to like touch him or something. Oh, yeah. She's going for a key. Yeah. So clearly she's not like on the up and up. She's got her own agenda, doesn't she? Very suspicious. Yes, indeed. Very suspicious. Now, um, oh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so the actual cute guy, he's, his name is Hart in the movie. And I love the barn scene. Oh, shit, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've got this on my notes, too. Go for it, Rob. <laughs> oh, man. So where, where is it now? I, everything is so scattered. So, well, do you want, so it's it, so there, it's the barn scene. Oh, the, yes. The I just wrote. See, my notes are so incomplete. I just wrote like the creepiness of barns because I'm thinking back to, um, you know, Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, Jason. You know where or Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, I believe it was, where all of the gang members are getting killed in the barn. And so mm -hmm. it's like, what is it? What is it with barns and like all the weird crap that happens? Like even in Critters and Critters Two. There was right, just always yeah. something going on with the barn. Well, that the, that scene, if you just from this movie, if you just chopped it, it felt like a Friday the Thirteenth scene. It did, yeah, because they, like, you know, you're alone and you're separate from the rest of your group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you got that. I mean, he looked like a Friday the Thirteenth character to me. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like this pretty boy, and he he had the '80s clothes, and there's that sickle hanging up because they're. It's like there just have to be a sickle hanging there, you know? Yeah. So the, so the creature attacks him and, like, goes, like, right into his neck, which was another really good effect. Um, luckily, there's a sickle hanging there, and so Hart chops the little tendril off with this with the sickle, and he goes running back to the house, and, and um, the, uh, uh, the ominous uh, Dr. Aldridge, uh, Lethbridge, whatever, meets him there, and uh, the first thing she says is, 
tell him it was a mad dog. So yeah, wild dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? I'd be like, why Why are we doing this lie all of a sudden, lady, that I don't know? Um, <laughs> don't tell the others. We wouldn't want to cause a stir. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> so anyway, so he gets carted off to the hospital. Um, and then that's kind of where things start to kind of unravel for everything, everybody. Because yeah. that's when they figure out that he's got high doses of hemocyanin in him. Yeah, see, I forgot the word already, but thank you for bringing that back up. I wrote it down because I was not about to remember that word. I've got it written <laughs> here really big on my notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hemocyanin. Yeah, which when in that scene where they're in the doctor's office and uh, he uh, John's with Cindy and uh, he's like, uh, he's like, can I have a sample of that? And the doctor's like, no, you can't. That's very unprofessional. And so, of course, he leaves first and then he turns to Cindy and he's like, give me a sample of that. And so she dumps the aspirin out of her purse and puts it in the bottle. I'm thinking, well, number one, you just tainted that that uh, sample because yes. of the aspirin remnants in there. And number two, I'm like, I think that doctor's effing with you because I think he's just kind of like serviced himself and that's his like semen in that bottle. Because <laughs> it didn't look like hemocyanin to me. It looked like man juice. Oh, <laughs> but anyway. it, it was very milky. Yes. It was very milky, yeah. But so she, so Cindy got some of that and and uh, put that in her purse. Um, but yeah, so she's a uh, oh, and Cindy and Hart kind of had a thing going too. Yeah, but time. Cindy wasn't looking for anything serious. No, Cindy did not want anything serious. She just wanted a, a what was it a weekend or two of fun. Yeah, yeah, and Hart wanted more. M- Melissa Lethbridge. All right. So anyway, yeah. So she just wants a uh, Cindy just wanted a one time thing, but they, they they did have a relationship. So, but yeah. So um, they go back, and then they're at the house again. And then really, Sharon's like not very much in the picture. She's working on her her uh, doctoral thesis or something, isn't she? Yeah, something. She's at the typewriter quite a bit. Quite a bit, and she's always very put upon, no matter. <laughs> when you ask her to do anything, she's like, can't you do it yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to ask you if you'd like a spot of tea. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. She automatically assumed that she was supposed to make it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I do like, there's several instances in the movie though, where John can't do things for himself, but women have to do it for him. (laughs) I do like that because like Cindy, there's a time when like, like he was standing right there by something and he turns to Cindy and he's like, Replay that. And I'm like, because you couldn't hit that button. But anyway, yeah. So there's a lot of that in the movie. Um, so anyway, so now they're back at the house. And um, why they've never made it to the basement, I don't, that's beyond me. I can't figure that out. Because it's like you, your mom's told you to destroy all the evidence. Yes. You know, to get rid of the experiments. And you've looked everywhere and you can't find it. Why the hell are you not going to the basement? Yeah. You know? And didn't he not talk about something where... Uh, as a kid, he used to slide down the laundry chute. Into, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I thought that was very odd. And then there's a weird, creepy tape of the mom like singing that lullaby. To yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which and you know, he's like, oh yeah, when I got rambunctious, my mom used to play that tape for me. Right. And then I I, I love how he eventually starts putting things together. He's like, well, wait a minute. I remember I gave my mom some uh some some of my tissue. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably should have clued in on that a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Especially now that you're a scientist, you're like, oh, hmm, everything could be used for a reason. So so basically, we figure out that mom is pretty much a mad scientist herself. And she's been making this high many hybrids, many Anthony, she calls them after after St. Anthony, which I didn't quite understand what they had to do with at all. Why the St. Anthony tie in? But so these mutiny things, mutant things, um, how would you describe them, Rob? <laughs> um, well, what I thought was, uh, you know, when you go to like freak shows and you see the the babies in a jar, you know, the mm-hmm. the, the the what the hell? The fetuses. Yeah, the fetuses yeah, in yeah. a jar. Well, it kind of looked like that, except it was just. Dis- distorted fetuses in a jar and i was like oh they must be like all the failed experiments that didn't work mm-hmm. and yeah. uh dumbass opens up a jar oh yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah and then put your face right over it mm-hmm. yeah you always want to do that 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and apparently you can't put a mutant baby back in a jar. No, and the guy's little arm ripped off. I felt sorry for it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, uh, the uh, Melissa Lethbridge. Yeah. So she did that, and then she ends up taking it back to, to Rod Steiger. Yep. And he figures out that, oh, my gosh, Anthony is is like these little creature things that the mom was still working on. So he realizes that they're back at the house and he's got to go there. How um, many Anthony's were? I thought there was just one. No, I thought they I think there's four. They said, OK, I think I could be wrong. I, you know, I'm sure I'll hear from the Anthony's if I am. <laughs> they'll, they'll write with their little mutant hand or. Tentacles. Yeah, the, their little tentacles. Yeah. And send it to me. But yeah, I think there's more than one. Okay. Well, and then I love the, uh, again, I'm kind of jumping around, but when they actually crash through the, the front porch and there's that egg sack thing down there and there's yes. a giant Anthony. Yep. Yeah. That's really creepy. Anyway. So, well, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, so anyway, so Rod Steiger, um, who I love very much, anything he's in has got to be amazing. He comes back and he's going to put a stop to them putting a stop to the uh, experiments. And he's going to save the Anthony because he's actually part of John. And he's like, you can't kill your brother, even though he looks like mm, yeah. an octopus <laughs> with a giant mutant baby head. <laughs> and he's dumb enough to eat meat on an electrocuted like line. Uh, yeah. I was like, why is he shoving that in his mouth? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah um okay yeah sure uh right uh, just just uh you know you're you're still a baby so you're gonna put things in your mouth i understand that yeah right right and i like that rod didn't bring a gun but just a harpoon gun yeah just yeah. Uh, what is it i that was it that was also in my notes i'm like how are you going to hold hostages with a spear gun because it's going to take you a significant amount of time to reload after you fire that thing. Yes. yes. Are there no real guns anywhere? What the hell? (laughs) So, okay. And then, so there's that showdown on the porch and things don't go the way that, that, um, that uh, Mr. Steiger wants them to go. And he ends up going down with uh, Anthony who the whole, that whole explosion scene and all the goo just dripping all over rod um was amazing i'm so glad he was up for that yeah he he got covered covered. he was covered covered in gore covered by the end of that (laughs) um and then um that's not the end because we poor cindy was left down there yeah Um, hey did that sorry i gotta break in here a moment did that not look like poop water when <laughs> oh it looked disgusting that's what Walt said he's like is that like the whole septic system for the house yeah to clean yeah because i was like that doesn't mud doesn't float so that's definitely no. not mud i was like it looks like the bottom of an outhouse right Just... exactly yeah yeah that was pretty gnarly pretty and so gnarly. i'm like are you okay no i'm not okay i'm swimming in poop water get me out of here right well she didn't seem like that worried uh, the wife sharon she fell down there. She didn't seem that really worried about getting out. She yeah. She wanted to see it. She's like, I need a light. And I'm like, no, I need the fuck out. Yeah, yep. I, <laughs> I would have said, get me a rope and get me the hell out of here right well, now. I don't need a light. I want out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks down here. There's all right. kinds of stuff floating around. It's in my mouth. It's in my ears. I've got some in my eyes and my nose. Yeah. I went out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty weird. And then I also like where, like, once the porch has collapsed and they've lost poor Cindy down there, but the other two guys, like Hart and, and Brad, they're, like, clinging on to each other. I love that. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Yeah, they're just, like, wrapped around each other. I thought that was great. Um, so, but that's not the end of the movie, Rod. It doesn't end there. Oh, I know. There, there's still more to come. There's still more to come. Um now we've got a minute left on here. Do you want to stop this and open a new one? Um, yeah, well, I'll have to let it run out, but we can, I'll pause oh, okay. the, I'll pause the, re- you know, we, the, 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 I said that was not the end and you're right. And you're like, no, it was not. And oh, so yes. You are going to talk about like the whole little end part with the little ones and everything. Right. Okay. So if yeah, you're okay I, with that. I'm fine with that. I thought that was the end. 
And I was I was completely ready for that to be the end. I was like, okay, this movie is a really good movie. I'm enjoying it. And, you know, it's uh, I don't think there's much that they could do to make it better. Um, but you were, but you were wrong. I was wrong? wrong. I was dead wrong. <laughs> dead wrong. Because we uh, didn't get the end credits. No, we, we didn't. We got no. a little. What was that? Because yeah, I completely forgot that. What was that woman's name? Susan or something? Uh, Sharon, his 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 love interest. Yeah. Or Sharon. Yeah, Sharon was the one who was always typing. Yeah, I forgot that she was down there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and then no, and then the blonde lady, the blonde woman, uh, she was. Oh, Cindy. She ended up down there too, and so he had to rescue her. Down. Yeah, Yeah. and so okay, they're down there, and there's all these little egg sac creature things, or you know, they're doing their thing, and I was like, holy shit, somebody's gonna die, but nobody died. Um, but anyway, it was creepy as hell because there were all these little Anthony's and yeah, they were so everywhere. Many Anthony's. And I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, the movie's not over. What are they going to do? They got to burn down this house and like salt the earth or something. <laughs> um, and of course the, uh, the guy who's quitting smoking gets the brilliant idea of, you know, taking magnesium and putting it along the floor so he can make a homemade bomb to just like blow the house up from the basement where all the little Anthony's are. Right. Well, and you know, I remember my mom being like, Mark, why do you need all this magnesium? I'm like, what the fuck mom? Everyone needs magnesium. You never know. (laughs) It's good. Not only is it good for your muscles and bones, it also makes a great fuse. Right. Yeah. So we have it laying around the house. Yeah. Yeah. If you got to blow shit up, you know? Yeah. Right. And so, so then he takes care of all those little Anthony's. Yeah, because uh, un- unfortunately enough, all the matches were covered in goo. Those that was disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, those are not going to light. <laughs> <laughs> you, you those can, are not going to help you out. So. You can try, but I, I really doubt it's going to work. Yeah, that's not happening. Oh, can, oh, shit. Can I jump back real quick? Because um, Melissa Etheridge, as we're calling her. <laughs> Yes. She had a wonderful transformation where it looked like she was where it looked. Yeah. She looked like she was something that belonged in Dagon. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. I thought this has some very kind of HP Lovecraft feels to it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Go for it. Go talk about all you want I'm like, here for the ride from uh, from Anthony and the tentacles and everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like very Cthulhu esque. And then um, when Melissa turns into that creature of like, apparently she was always this creature and the mad scientist was treating her with some form of gene therapy. And then she reverted back to her true form. And it was like gills everywhere. Yeah. Like, what but the she, fuck? But, the, but her, but the reason for that was she had been exposed to high doses of hemocyanin. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? All of you have just been, cause they, like the creature tried to grab her through the window and it like, they, they, uh, Got the tentacle and it squirted all over. I'm like, well, all of you have just been doused with gigantic amounts of hemocyanin. So this should be the fate for all of you. I want to see that in like the kindred too. Yeah. Everybody just kind of turning. Yeah. I'm like, if, if that's why she turned into this, you should all be turning in this very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I didn't, so I, want, yeah. I didn't make the connection between being exposed to the high levels of the hemocyanin and uh, her turning. I just thought like, you know, the medicine, she said the medication wasn't working as well and uh, she was starting to feel really bad. And so I was like, oh, shit. OK, yeah. So she was always a mutant. Well, no, she like it was exposed to this somehow. So I actually want to see the next movie. Sharon is still typing, but she's like this fish thing. She asked me for Aaron typing on her thesis paper. Rob, you're getting staticky again. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, we stop it. All right. So, well, I don't even know what I was saying. We were. Oh, I was saying that. <laughs> I was saying so. What I wanted to see in the Kindred too. Then is, you know, everyone's infected with, you know, and they still need the hemocyanin because they were exposed to hemocyanin. And so I want a scene of Sharon 
still working on her thesis paper, but she's actually got the gills and everything. And she's just gasping for air, still <laughs> typing on her thesis paper. Or they have some kind of like weird fish tanks on their heads where, you know, they're just breathing through the water and it's being recycled or something. Right. Like, like, was it Abe Sapien from Hellboy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that would be okay with that too. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then, well, I, do you have any other thoughts? Any that you need to, to work in? Um, no, it was just that that transformation scene. I really wanted to get that in there because that one stuck out to me. Yeah. And it was good too. Like the practical effects are top notch in this thing. Like it's really cool. Yeah. I wonder who I, did like the creature and the practical effects because it looked like some of Stan Winston's work. Maybe put me on the spot here. Oh no. I just, I thought Stan Winston did the special effects because it oh, looked no. like did something. Really? Yeah. No, I, I don't know if he did it, but I'm saying oh. like the the effects, it really looked like it was some of his work. Oh, OK. I see. Let's see here. Maybe I can find something. But yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Looks like Greg Johnson. It's like a bunch of people. OK, so the makeup department, they're, they're responsible for some of that stuff, like the practical effects. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like I, I don't know any of these people. They're wow. Pretty- there's so many people who did the mechanical effects and everything. Yeah. But is that surprising? Because, I mean, the creatures were like, that one Anthony was like a big scale thing. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So I guess the main, it looks like uh, um, Michael John McCracken. McCracken. Well, that would make sense because they released the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> so he was the special creatures creator. Oh, there you go. So he's responsible for Anthony. Mm, possibly. Yeah. They, they have a laundry list of effects people here. Yeah. It, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. It, um, not, this is going to make no sense, but the, the success of the creature reminded me a lot of the success of Pumpkinhead. Like that was a really yes. strong creature. And I thought this was too. And they don't look a- alike, nothing like that. But I just mean that it's a, it's a large scale. Yeah undertaking and i think they did it very successfully and also it looked like i love practical effects more so than i do cgi and oh yeah the practical effects it actually makes it look more realistic and you get that you get that gut reaction from it where you're repulsed and uh, most definitely yes yeah and i think cgi a lot of that stuff gets lost in translation because a lot of the things now are so heavily reliant on cgi and not so much the practical effects aspect anymore. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I agree. Not to sound like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> We're both kind of old. As I sit here with uh, my uh, my blanket on my lap. <laughs> and my little spectacles on my nose. Um, a monocle. Huh? <laughs> a monocle, my monocle. Exactly. And my top hat that's weather worn. Yeah. Um, You're the Monopoly guy. Right. I am the Monopoly guy. <laughs> With a plastic bag on my head. Um, <laughs> so, so, Rob, what yeah. are your final thoughts on the movie? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Would you recommend it? Would you douse it with fire and burn it as they as they did with the Anthony? <laughs> I would kill it with fire. No, kill um, fire. Oh, I love this movie so much. I, I mean, do too. this could have been made last year and I would still rave about it because... Like I said, I saw it uh, many moons ago, but it's like when I seen this again, I didn't remember anything about it. And so it was like the first time of me watching it and I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought the creature effects were there. The story did have its plot holes, of course, but everything else seemed to be pretty much on, on point. And it's just like it didn't leave a lot of questions unanswered, maybe in the beginning, but, you know, they kind of wrap things up with a neat little bow near the end. Yeah. And I don't think for me, I mean, I don't need a whole lot of explanation. I just really wanted to see a monster destroy stuff. And yes. I got that. Um, the monster was amazing. I, seriously, kudos to everyone who worked on on the creature end of things. Um, Rod Steiger can do no wrong in my book. I love him so much. Um, just some of the goofiness I really enjoyed about it. The characters were just kind of odd and quirky in a weird mm-hmm. way. Um, I love that about it. Um, it was very eighties in a good way. I like that about it. Yeah. Um, I, if you're to me, if you're a monster kid at heart, this would like totally appeal to you. It'd be right up your alley. Oh yeah. And that's why like when I saw the, the first time I saw the creature, 
that little monster kid in me came out and was like, yes, this is awesome. Because it, it reminded me of so many of the things that I had seen um, in other movies. Like we were talking about Deep Star Six, Leviathan. And it's just like the creatures in that were, it seemed like they were so much larger than life and so realistic that it would scare the shit out of you in the movie theater. And so this was kind of right along those same lines where I was like, yes, this is perfect. I love how everything was done. Um, it was, it wasn't as kitschy as some of those other movies were, uh, you know, from the eighties, but this one mm -hmm. definitely is very charming. And I fell in love with it all over again. Yeah, no, I think it really needs to be discovered by more people. It's, it was just so hard to uh, come by, I think. Because uh, like you were saying, um, when you and I were just talking, uh, it really didn't have a physical release until just a couple years ago when Synops Films put it out. Like it really wasn't very easily accessible. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of really hurt it because it's a, it's a really fun movie. I think more people, um, if more people saw it, I think it would have a bigger fan base because it really is a good movie it's not like a shoddy movie um the creatures like really 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 good yeah um, they worked hard on that like they all the, did. the they little did. creatures yeah you could tell it was made by someone who um appreciated the craft and in the genre they were working in it wasn't mm -hmm. like oh let's just throw something up there and call it good right yeah and but i cool. think um oh. Like we were discussing where I'm glad you told me about that website. What was it? Um, Diabolic, because I just got on the waiting list for to be notified when that video uh, they're out of stock now. So hopefully they'll let me know when it goes back in stock so I can buy this. Yeah, they'll shoot you. a. Uh, you can do email or text and they'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're good about that, too. He's a really nice guy. He's a very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but that will be definitely one of my purchases in the hopeful near future, because when I saw that you had it and I, oh, that slip cover looked amazing. <laughs> was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the skill book, it's a skill book inside with like the original kind of artwork inside. It's yeah. Cool. But the oh, Anthony on the cover with the tentacles everywhere. I was like, yeah. yes, yeah, that is. Yeah. I love that. And I, I just I got to have that in my life. It's my son's namesake. You know. <laughs> So do you have any idea what we want to do next week? Maybe give our listeners like a chance to watch it with us. Yeah. What do you um, think? Well, I was thinking if you're up for it, uh, what I did have on the schedule from before the show went on hiatus was we were supposed to do from beyond. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yes, I am a hundred percent serious. So you have no reason to believe me at all, but I was in the shower today and I was thinking I would really like to do from beyond. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I've got stories for you. I saw them in the theater. I didn't, Woo! but still, I love that movie. Great minds think alike. Oh I... my God. Yes. I would <laughs> love to do from beyond. Oh my God. All yes. right. So oh yeah, let's, let's schedule that for next week. And Give the listeners a chance to look it up or buy it, and uh, they could watch along and talk with us. Yes, how fun! Oh, okay. And so, because <laughs> I am sure this is like a corrections corner, because I am sure there are people screaming at us from last time. So, when we were talking about wreck, I was focused on the Spanish ones, but there's actually an American one too. And I think that's was the wreck you were talking about. Yes, that's the one that I saw. Yeah, and I saw that one too. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, I was just so focused on the foreign one. So yeah. So the wreck three that I recommended was a foreign one. It's good too. And then when I mentioned the kindred and you were talking about babies, were you talking about this movie or were you actually talking about the brood? Um, I think I was talking about the brood and thinking it was the kindred. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to like, I don't want people because I do that with podcasts. I'm like, no, it's this, it's this. So anyone that I upset, I apologize. And I will always be wrong. And I fully admit that. So well, I guess we to correct me. Yeah, I think that's to be expected. It goes with the territory because we have well-meaning intentions and we're trying to remember everything. But sometimes it does come out wrong. And it's like, it's not this, it's this. But we, you know, we make I, weird connections where we think it's yeah. something else. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm just along for the, for the fun and, and the ride and just talk about the movies. So, yeah. Yeah. I made a big mistake oh, yesterday, actually, when I was doing the old guy metal cast and I was talking about, um, 
Uh, I was saying something about the Black Dahlia murder, the band, but I, instead of calling the the singer Trevor, I called him Travis. And I was like, oh, oh. shit, somebody's going to be bitching at me about that. They're like, it's not Travis, you idiot. It's Trevor. <laughs> so, yeah, I just made a little uh, little snafu there yesterday. So Unfortunately, we're all human. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, we do what we can. We do what we can. Well, this was an, another amazing show. I appreciate you having me on. It's just gonna, it's gonna keep getting better and better, you know? I kind of think so, especially with From Beyond. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited to, I, you know, I probably will um, wear my pituitary gland on my head. No. I'm going to try to reawaken mine, actually. Go for it. I, I, it's good to have goals in life. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So I guess, um, do you want to tell them where they can reach you? Uh, yes, you can. I can really be reached only on Instagram uh, at this point, and it's Mr. Fucking Blades. And uh, you don't have to spell out the entire F U C K I N G. It's just F K I N G. Um, at oh wait, I'm not giving you my email address here. <laughs> Go for it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> that I um, yeah. So just uh, Mr. Mr. F K I N Blades, and uh, that's my Insta. I don't really, I'm, I don't have much of an online presence anywhere else, really. Yeah, no, the, the FBI kind of made me take mine down. So um, the only way I can be reached is at uh, Instagram. I'm Mark and a movie, but you got to throw some underscores between each word. And uh, I love movies. I post every movie I uh, watch. And please feel free to interact with me because I really do love talking about movies. Yeah. And I think the FBI got in contact with you because you were you know, putting bags over your head too many times, you know, they didn't. I, that's probably the least of my worries with the FBI. We'll talk about that later. 